Welcome to Gaily Inspiration with Godly and Gay, the podcast where we uplift and inspire the LGBTQ plus community and our allies. I'm Candace Hardnett, your host, and I'm looking forward to being an inspiration and being inspired by you. Let's go. Hello, listeners. As always, thank you for tuning in. I have such an amazing show lined up for you today. You know, I've gotten some lovely letters from all over the world since I launched the Dear Godly segment of this podcast. With so many thought-provoking questions, I thought it might be nice to dedicate an episode to answering them. What better way to inspire and uplift than to engage with everyone? Let me give you a little background before I get into this too deep. I have been the pastor of an affirming Christian ministry in Savannah, Georgia, since 2009, During that time, you might imagine that I've seen my share of church trauma, family drama, self-doubt, shame, guilt, and everything else surrounding LGBT expression, sexuality, or gender identity. Being LGBTQ in the South is very hard. And I've walked this journey with hundreds of people. One of the first official members of my church came to me as a skeptic. She was convinced that being a lesbian was against God's will and that the scriptures were clear regarding the prohibition against same-sex love. Though she herself was attracted to women, she saw her sexuality as a struggle, one in which she very much thought she needed to conquer. My wife and I started a small Bible study before the church was open, and this lady would attend, and boy, did she ask some questions. (laughs) She didn't believe a word that came out of my mouth. In fact, one day she even quoted 2 Peter 2.1 and 2 Timothy 4.3 to me, where they are warning against false prophets and teachers who would only teach what itching ears want to hear. Some might have been offended, but not me. I've said this before, and I will say it again. The fruit of a tree determines its vitality. Test my fruit. That's always been my stance. Test my fruit. And I believe that's what I told her. Well, stick around for a while and test my fruit. It took years, but that same lady is happily married with a son. She's free. She is secure in who she is. And she knows God loves her and honors her marriage. And it wasn't because I said so. It's because God revealed it to her. It's such a joy to see people love themselves for who they are and to accept God's love for them just as he created them to be. So, without further ado, let's read the first letter, shall we? Dear Godly, your TikToks and podcasts have provided a sense of clarity and inspiration for me since I found you. I've become more accepting in my mindset and spirituality, but my current situation I need advice with is about my family. I officially came out to my family Easter weekend five years ago. When I told them, everyone turned their backs on me, except a few family members. Since then, I've spoken to three people consistently, my first cousin, my mom, and my paternal grandmother. The rest of the family, including my father and brother, refused to acknowledge me as their blood relative, with my father saying, I only have one son now, the other is dead to me, and telling me, never speak to me again, you're dead to me. I struggle with this mentally daily. I fought for acceptance all my life, but there was always something preventing it. My mom speaks to me, but I've noticed a pattern that when my father or brother is around, she refuses to call or text me. And when I call or text her, she's short and rushes me off the phone. 
So now resentment is starting to build up against her because of this, even though I'm not trying to. She was not okay with my relationship at the beginning, quoting scripture against my husband and I anytime she could, but with many passionate conversations between her and I about acceptance and double standards exhibited within the family, she's grown fond of my husband since then. So even though this has happened, when my father or brother is around, she claims she's just trying to keep the peace and respect them since they want nothing to do with me or my husband. But I feel as if she's taking sides and agrees with disowning me. How do I get over this? Will I ever? I just turned 30 in September, and this has been weighing heavy on my mind. I just don't know what to do or how to handle the weight of abandonment I feel. Do you have any advice? First, I want to say how truly sorry I am that you have to go through this. You are incredibly brave. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Unfortunately, you can't change the way people treat you. You can't change how people think or act. It's unfortunate that the majority of your family is missing out on you and your husband. But I will assure you, it's their loss. Not too many years ago, there was a news story about a penny that was worth over $100,000. That's right, a penny that was worth over $100,000 because it was different. Instead of being made from copper, this penny was made from steel. During wartime, there was a copper shortage and the pennies had to be crafted in steel instead. Now you might imagine that in the 1940s when the pennies circulated, they weren't exactly popular. They decided to go back to producing copper pennies the following year. Now the once rejected steel penny is one of the most sought after coins for collectors. What we all wouldn't give to run across one of those rusty pennies right now. When I read that news article a few years ago, I thought about all the people who had handled that penny before the man who realized its value. That penny was likely used to pay for candy at the drugstore by some unsuspecting kid. It may have been thrown into the bottom of someone's purse, lost in a pants pocket, discarded into the ashtray of a vehicle. And all of those people who had an opportunity to value it missed out. They didn't know what they were holding. They didn't know what they were discarding. Don't let your family or this world convince you that because you are different, that you are not valuable. And just because they don't appreciate your value doesn't do one thing to your worth. No, you're not the same as the other pennies in the piggy bank, and that's a good thing. If your family wants to reject you because of that, it's their loss. You have the right to teach people how to treat you. And knowing your own worth is a start. As far as your relationship with your mother, I think it's time to establish some healthy, reasonable boundaries. She needs to be aware of how she's treating you and how it makes you feel. She needs to be aware of the effect it's taking on you and that you cannot continue to be treated this way. If she's unable to treat you with fairness and love and stand up to your father and brother, then you will need to decide if continuing the relationship as it is is something that you can do. Before you become resentful, it may be a good idea to take a step back. Whatever the boundary you set, be sure that it is something that's going to protect you. You're too valuable to be misused. A few mornings ago, I received this message. Good morning. I am 34 years old. I have known I'm gay my entire life. 
I told my parents who I was last night. They're very sad about it, and now my mom is sending me Bible verses and messages from an evangelist and is fervently praying my gayness away. Recently, my parents told me to stay away from the gay community, and it's the devil working in me. How do I respond to them? Thank you for your letter. I want to first commend you on your bravery. Coming out is never easy, especially when you suspect that the reaction from your family and friends will not be favorable. It sounds like your parents already suspected that you might be gay since they had warned you about the gay community. I suspect that your parents have very little knowledge or interaction with the gay community at all based on their reaction. I'm also assuming that by your age, your parents are probably over 50, possibly born in the 60s or even before. What you may not be aware of is how prevalent anti-gay ads and commercials were in those times. These types of ads are still in circulation today, but they're a bit more covert now. But in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the ads did not pull any punches. You might be aware or have heard of an ad called Boys Beware. It's a 1950s ad that they showed in schools. It's about a boy named Jimmy that's hitchhiking home. The commentator states that one should always be aware of their surroundings and people who are too friendly because you never know when the homosexual is about. Literally, that's what the ad says. Homosexual men are portrayed as monsters, and this ad goes on to show poor Jimmy being taken advantage of, never to be seen again, because the over-friendly homosexual got a hold to him. Gay men are made out to be sick and cannot control their urges. Anti-LGBTQ ads still circulate today, and many of them use the Bible and the fear of hell as a way to condemn LGBTQ people. For much of American society, these are the images they think of when they think of the LGBTQ community. We're depicted as predators, pedophiles, rapists, sick and uncontrollable. This is possibly the image, whether consciously or subconsciously, that your parents have. And to think that their own son has fallen prey to the gay is likely devastating for them. Now there's a unique opportunity that you have to show your parents that their fears of LGBTQ people are erroneous. It may take some time, but continue to be the best you you can be. And eventually, if they are wise, they will begin to seek for themselves. I'll say this as well. You've known that you were gay all of your life. And I'm not sure what that process looked like for you to accept who you are. Chances are you had to come to grips with your sexuality. You're now at a point where you're ready to come out, and that's great. It may take your parents some time to catch up, though. I'm sure they suspected, and now their suspicions have been confirmed. They will have to deal with their feelings. That's not on you to own. They may need help navigating and learning. That is something, if you feel comfortable, that you can help them with. I am the chairwoman of the board of directors for a wonderful organization called the Reformation Project. You can find us on social media. One of the programs that we run is called Parents in Process. We talk to parents just like yours who need answers. We don't judge them for where they are. We respect their questions, but we educate from a biblical, Christ-centered perspective, which is what many Christian parents need. 
I'd suggest mentioning our organization to your parents and asking them to attend a class or conference. If nothing else, just to inform themselves. Ask them this. If you're missing something or have been given wrong information about LGBTQ people, would you want to know? Would it be worth a day of your time to listen and see if something makes sense? I pray they're willing to listen. I pray they get to a place of love and acceptance. Regardless, you keep being the best person you can be. I received this letter a few days ago. Dear Godly, I'm so thankful for your TikTok videos and your podcast. I realized last year that I'm bisexual. I'm struggling with it because my family is very conservative and they believe that being homosexual is demonic and not of God. My grandma asks me all the time if I'm lesbian because she says that she doesn't want me to go to hell. Do you have any tips for reconciling my sexuality and my faith? Thank you for your letter. Coming into your own realization can be very scary. I'm proud of you. One of the things I think is so unfortunate is that so many people base their faith in fear. Your grandmother believes that lesbians go to hell because she's been taught that's what happens. And so now, faced with the speculation that her own granddaughter just might be same gender attracted, she's fearful for you. This is so opposite of the message of the scriptures, though. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news of Jesus and the promise of eternal life through him. There's no good news in condemning people to hell or even being afraid that they will go to hell. The Bible says in 1 John 4:18 that there is no fear in love and that perfect love drives out fear. So why is fear used so often across our pulpits? Why is your grandmother burdened with fear for you? When fear is contrary to Christian existence, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Something doesn't add up. If God is love, then God drives out fear, not the other way around. Your sexuality is a part of your identity. It's part of who you are. The same as your eye color, hair texture, complexion, height, and the list can go on and on. It's the same for all of us. We all have a sexuality which contributes to our identity. I believe that we are born into our identities and they are God-given. Certainly, we grow and mature into some, such as sexuality, just as we grow into our height, for instance. If same-gender attraction is a characteristic of identity, then that means it can't be bad or sinful. It just is. I'd suggest taking a look at the scriptures again, which supposedly mention homosexuality, and do so considering context, audience, and intended meaning. You'll find that the mention of same-sex behavior in the Bible never has to do with consensual, loving, monogamous relationships. They are always idolatrous, exploitative, non-consensual, or based on lust and excess. The Bible is not addressing LGBTQ people or our relationships. There's an awesome book I'd like to suggest called God and the Gay Christian by Matthew Vines. Vines addresses each of the clobber passages and makes a very solid case for LGBTQ existence and love. More than that, pray that the Lord guide you in this journey of reconciliation. But I will say, the only reconciliation needed was already done at Calvary. You are justified by faith.
Thank you so much to each and every person that wrote a letter this week. I am so thankful that you all have trusted me with your stories and that I am able to share them with those that may also have a similar story that they need answers to as well. Listen, if you would like to ask me something, don't hesitate. Send me an email at godlygayinfo at gmail.com. That's godlygayinfo at gmail.com. Subject matter, Dear Godly. I would love to hear from you, and I'd love to share insight and advice. Thank you so much, and I look forward to our next podcast episode. God bless you. Did you enjoy this podcast episode? Want to hear more? Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel for awesome inspirational content. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. As always, be blessed and be a blessing. I love you.